Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I cannot believe that after this weekend, the Milwaukee Bucks, the same Milwaukee Bucks franchise that was god awful. I mean putrid. I mean embarrassing. I mean wildly irrelevant in my childhood. They're about to win an NBA championship. I can't handle this. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I've run this over and over in my head for the last, oh, 36 hours or so. NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks, and it sounds weird as hell. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel to start off your work week. I spent my entire sports life, or the vast, 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 vast majority of it, with the Bucks being awful. Just absolutely terrible. So much so that you forgot that they were in the league at times. Like, not one season other than the one random year where Glenn Robinson had them in the Eastern Conference Finals against the 76ers. Like, that was it. There was one singular year where you remembered, ah, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks are in the NBA. Other (laughs) than that, they've just been non-existent. Yet here they are, and they're about to win a title. And I... My mind is blown. Like, it's so weird to me that the Bucks are about to be the standard in the NBA. But this isn't the first time I felt something like this. Because do you remember back in 2016 when the Kansas City Royals won a championship? No, My whole life, I mean, they did. Believe it or not, they did. Not only that, they made it to two straight World Series, which is the weirdest thing. The only thing the Royals have ever done is have Bo Jackson. Well, what about George Brett? Yeah, he's like a psycho. Yeah. Like, George Brett had such a great career, but all I think of when I see George Brett in my head is an angry man charging out because of the pine tree. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the your, only thing I your see. Your lasting image of George Brett. But for me, I, I my, my conscious life, the Royals were bad. Like, just absolutely terrible. Didn't compete for anything. And then suddenly, there they were, winning a championship. Also, the Dallas Mavericks come to mind as a team where Sean Bradley was the only thing, and maybe Jason Kidd, that I remembered about the Mavericks uh, as a kid into young adulthood, and then they finally broke through and beat the Heat with Dirk. But we're entering territory that sometimes, it's rare, but sometimes we get to where you say to yourself, how in the bleep is this franchise about to win a championship? The Bucks are that. So I ask you, which once terrible team did you have the toughest time accepting were actually champions? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can weigh in on Twitter, as always, at ESPN1063. Which once terrible team did you have the toughest time accepting were actually champions? Because I am there with the Bucks. There was nothing notable they did for the vast majority of not just my childhood, but my life. Yet here they are on the precipice of being at the top of the mountain. It's so weird. It's going to be so bizarre if they win it tomorrow, and I see a Bucks uniform 
holding up the trophy. I still, I don't know. I feel like if they don't repeat, it's going to be one of those that doesn't really count. Does that make sense? No. Oh, all right. Cool. Like, why? Uh, why? Why do you say that? Great follow. Um, no, because it's just going to feel like a fluke of a season, and I don't know if it's because I'm still in this time-space continuum with COVID where nothing makes sense at all in the world in the last two years where it won't feel real. Like, if it wasn't the Lakers winning the championship and LeBron winning the championship, the bubble would have felt weird also. Everything right. still just feels weird. The one weird. constant team in the NBA or one of the constant teams in the NBA won the championship in the bubble. So I'm like, all right, I, so I can deal with that. For you, it's not that like the circumstances make it fluky. It's that like it doesn't feel like we're living in reality right now. Yeah, there's a, for many reasons it doesn't. <laughs> but also because the Bucks are winning the championship. Yeah. Or even if Chris Paul wins the championship, that's still like, wait a minute. Yeah. He's not supposed to but win that. But just from a pure franchise standpoint, at least like I remember the Charles Barkley, KJ Suns against the Bulls. Like, yeah, like they were at least in, like they were competing for a championship against the Bulls. Uh, so for me, like I, I suppose there's also uh, when I, when I was in Chicago and uh, I spent a long time with the Bears and every team in the then NFC Central uh, beating up on the Buccaneers, just thrashing the Buccaneers. The Bucks were the worst. They had no stars. Uh, they were one, two, three wins every season. Anytime the Bears were struggling and you see the Buccaneers on the schedule, you're like, all right, good. Those salmon-looking guys are coming in, and we know that uh, that's going to be a Bears win. But then everything changed. Like, the Buccaneers started wearing the red and pewter uniforms. They had a pirate ship. They all of a sudden had a pirate ship in a new stadium, and everything changed. Then there was this big, meaty guy named Mike Allstott that's making Bears linebackers bleed and break their bones. And then all of a sudden, there's that defense. And then the Bucks became like the standard. And then they won a Super Bowl. The Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning a Super Bowl, the first iteration, not last year's iteration, was one of the weirdest things in my sports life. You know what you just did for me, though, by bringing up that Bucks team and Tony Dungy's Super Bowl? I know he didn't actually win it, but it's still Tony Dungy's Super Bowl because Gruden snuck in and stole it from him. Okay. Is the- <laughs> this is a long-held grudge you have, my goodness. <laughs> I Dungy deserved that one. The Colts. The Colts are my team. Okay. They should not have won a Super Bowl. They were always off. Here's the thing, though. The Colts had like a six or seven year lead up where you could see that they were there. They just needed to get by Brady. So that's what makes me feel like this is just a little bit different. I don't know. When I was a kid, the Colts were so bad. Like, I know. Like, they were so, awful. so bad. Like, awful. Like, Harbaugh was cool, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, which one's terrible team did you have the toughest time accepting were actually champions? Because the Bucks. This is a tough one for me to wrap my head around. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Uh, and it's so much so with the Bucks that Coquel, when I presented this to him before the show, he goes, oh, I thought you were talking about Tampa Bay. Like, that's how irrelevant the Milwaukee Bucks have been. That you thought I, thought I was, was talking about a totally different sport and a totally different franchise. I'm going to be honest. It was a little confusing why you were bringing that up in July the following year <laughs> like, man, as a topic. That timing's bizarre. But whatever. Whatever Ken wants. The show, his name's on the show. Uh, on Twitter, my good friend from the Miami Herald, uh, David J. Neal, tweets, For decades, the Patriots used to be the NFL's model underachievers when talented, brutal F-ups when they weren't. Yeah, the Pats did not, up until the Bledsoe Parcells uh, Super Bowl against the Packers. As you said that, I got a text on the text machine to say yeah. the Rams. And that one is not even like the Bucks. 
because the Rams legitimately came out of nowhere. They were mediocre, 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 bad, 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 mediocre, mediocre, bad, into one of the greatest offenses we've ever seen. Kurt Warner uh, throwing the ball all over the place. Torrey Holt, the fastest team in the history That's of the NFL. because Marshall Falk learned from Tony Dungy. Man, I didn't really know that you were this invested in Tony <laughs> Dungy. Right. Quiet Strength Changed My Life, his book. Go get it wherever books are found. Addison Wesley on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for those of us who remember 0-26, and God, I can't believe they did this moment. Yeah, definitely. How about the 2021-2022 um, the Jets? Like, that's the team I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, the Jets are in the discussion, though. Like, when Testaverde... Uh, again, another Parcells Bowl. team. I know, but they got good. Like, that was weird. And you're right, they have not won a Super Bowl. But then back-to-back AFC Championship games, I feel like that for Jets fans is Super Bowlish. Oh, it's Dynasty. <laughs> the Santa's <laughs> years are our Dynasty. The Jets Dynasty. 888-760-3776. Which one's terrible team did you have the toughest time accepting were actually champions? Which franchises, the all-time suck franchises, won a title and you thought to yourself, how did this happen? Where do we live? I mean, South Florida. The Marlins? Oh, yeah. 97 was, yeah, that was weird. Like, really weird. 2003 was more weird than 97, though. At least they bought their way to a title in 97. 2003, legit came out of nowhere. But it was only a six-year period between titles. So I'm not quite sure it could be that mind-blowing. That was more of a, like, where did this come from, as opposed to, oh, my God, they've sucked for all time. All I know is them sucking. And I don't think they've been around long enough for them, at least for our generation, because we were well within our sports fan consciousness when they became a club for us to be like, oh, they were so bad for so long. I, but I wasn't old enough either. You'll appreciate this. I wasn't old enough to remember the 86 Mets. Really? So when the late 90s came and the Mets suddenly got good again with Piazza, uh, that was shocking to me. I never knew anything but a Mets team that was flirting with the record for most consecutive losses to start a season. The 86 Mets may be the greatest sports team in sports history. All of sports. Like... From what standard? Just from winning, for excitement, for cocaine, like all of it across the board. <laughs> they, they are, are one the of greatest the, teams. Yes, ever. the New York Mets are one of the all time great cocaine champions. That is correct. That is actually documented, and it's probably clinched. <laughs> like, that team was so much fun. Yeah. Mookie Wilson getting like a glass shattered in his eye before the game, dumping bleach on reporters. <laughs> I didn't see any other franchises doing that. <laughs> what a team. Uh, 888-760-3776. Which one's terrible team did you have the toughest time accepted? We're actually champs because the Bucks are on the doorstep. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. White Sox? I think for some that might be the case. Now, they did in 90. I mean, they were the team of the early 90s in baseball. Many don't remember because nobody remembers anything the White Sox do. But you had Frank Thomas and Robin Ventura and Ozzie Guillen. Uh, you had them in the playoffs against the Blue Jays. 94, they would have won the World Series. Sorry, Yankees and Expos fans, but oh, that's just the damn truth. Oh, Pat Kelly was hitting 314 for the Yankees when that strike hit. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Frank Thomas, uh, look up what Frank Thomas was hitting. Look at up the that all- Yankees record. Okay, they, they were one game better than the White Sox were. One game. One singular game. It was game. a big game. Okay. <laughs> Great.
Get, what, are we, what are we doing? You want to look up Frank Thomas? All right. You know what? You keep going. I'll give you Frank Thomas' stats in 94. Hold on. Okay. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sports. Speaking of sports encyclopedias, I bet if Dr. Jim Reardon was on, he wouldn't have to look up anything on the interwebs. He would know it off the top of his head. The dude is brilliant. I mean, he definitely would have known 38 home runs already for Frank Thomas. Yeah, there was 38 at the... I mean, at, at 113 game, 113 game. Yeah, 38 home runs. And this is, well, it's kind of in the middle of the It was sort era. of easing into the steroid era at that point. <laughs> He's a good big guy. Once we, got out of the, uh, once we got out of the strike, that was big time steroid era. But I mean, it was probably Nugenics. <laughs> Does Nugenics do anything for your... I don't know. That's, is that testosterone? What is, I, I just know he's on my TV always telling me about it, my or, buddy Frank. Because Nugenics, I, I know... I don't really know what it does. I know it makes the ladies like you, right? <laughs> that's oh, what the Big Hurt says. Is it a... Uh, I think it might is be. Is he giving the Big Hurt? <laughs> I have no he's idea. He's also batting what three, are you talking 353 about? What that with that big Nugenics yeah, bat. Yeah, so he would have been back-to-back uh, MVP in that spot. Uh, but Dr. Jim Reardon, he's our MVP, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program FAU.edu slash MBA sport. He is putting his students in the sports industry. Doesn't matter which field. There's a ton of them. He is guiding. He is leading the way. He is making sure that the curriculum is current and the professors are in the sports industry. That's the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. Been doing it for 22 years. Internationally recognized as one of the best. The FAU MBA sport management program. Fall semester classes. You can do them remotely. It's FAU.edu slash Slash NBA sport. When we come back, not a good weekend for the Yankees fan base. Not because of really what happened on the field, but what happened coming out of the stands. It was pretty embarrassing. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 1063. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levicka Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. Let's be clear, the Yankees fan base should be uh, pretty embarrassed. And I know that it wasn't them as a whole, but in this spot, unfortunately, one represents many. And this was a bad weekend in a season that's been bad for the Yankees fan base. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. If you missed any of our interviews from Friday's show, whether it's Dolphins quarterback Jacoby Brissett or Cowboys wide receiver Johnny Dixon, both former Dwyer High School stars in Palm Beach County, you can check them out on the Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel podcast. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you just subscribe to it. It comes to you. It joins your family. You come to love it. It's the Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel podcast. Again, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast. Well, this happened over the weekend uh, in the pouring rain in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. Red Sox outfielder Alex Verdugo uh, playing left field, and then bad things came out of the stands. Yeah, there's some discussion right now going on between Alex Verdugo and left field and some of the fans to the point where the game is being delayed. Yeah, they threw a ball in Jaron Duran in his first big league game comes over and tries to help Verdugo calm down. You can see the ball in next to him. And the umpire's doing their best to point out who threw it so they can show him the exits. And so Alex Verdugo gets a baseball, 
like a real actual baseball thrown at him. In the aftermath, the fan who threw it gets identified, gets dragged out of the stadium, and uh, all of a sudden you have him banned from not only Yankee Stadium for life, but every stadium for life. I, I mean, that, that that is embarrassing. Like, there are levels to this. It's one thing to trash talk. It's one thing to have some fun with a player or jab at a player. But when you start having heavy, solid objects thrown at players, that crosses a line to a point where it unfortunately, uh, and, and again, it's not fair, but that throws a very, very uncomfortable blanket over an entire fan base. That was an embarrassing weekend for Yankees fans. That's completely unacceptable. There's no need for that. And also, too, you just look and there's drunk idiots who are actually cheering the fan who threw the baseball at Verdugo as well. That's stupid. I think part of it was they were chanting, throw it back, throw it back. They didn't mean throw it at his back. Yeah. They just meant throw it back into the stands. So they may have started cheering, and then when they hit him, they didn't realize the ramifications of it or how scary that is for an athlete. I know I'm going to go to a 1,000 years ago when the tennis player got stabbed, a name. Monica Sellis. Monica Sellis. Like, the fan is right. That's scary for your mm-hmm. back is turned to these fans. You get hit in the back. You don't know what it is hitting yeah. you in the back. I would think that Yankees fans, and I know Joe Rigotti is one, and, and he agrees. Like this is this is an embarrassing weekend. It was for the Yankees fan base. When have you been most embarrassed by your fan base? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. This one's easy for me. Uh, White Sox fan me sat in back to back seasons and saw White Sox fans attack Tom Gamboa the Kansas City Royals first base coach, uh, who had severe damage done to him, brain damage, uh, needed surgical procedures in his recovery off of the beating that he took. And then the very next year, I was at this game. It was another game against the Royals, and a fan ran out of the stands and attacked umpire Laz Diaz, which is mind-numbingly stupid because he was a former Marine. Uh, so needless to say, that fan definitely took the worst of uh, of that. But the, uh, the Royals, who by that time, like unfortunately there's a bit of a reputation there on the south side of Chicago, uh, R- Royals players came over and started kicking the fan and protecting Laz Diaz and bloodied that guy up. But that's embarrassing. How do you come back from that? There was no excuse for that. Uh, so for me, that's the that's the time I've been most embarrassed by one of my fan bases is when in back-to-back years, inexcusably, uh, fans ran onto the field and attacked a first-base coach and an umpire. That's I, terrible. I'm watching the Gamboa incident. How ugly is and, that? And I remember it now because if you had reminded me in the pre-show meeting, it was the father and son mm-hmm. shirtless. The fact that it's a father and son shirtless running on the field makes it that much more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. that was a um, that was a tough reputation to shed for many many seasons. Uh, the image of the 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 shirtless father and son beating the hell out of an old first base coach that's not good. That and that's something that rightfully should stick with that. Is that standard. Frank Thomas playing first base? By the way. He was, uh, maybe. Whoever's playing first base just watched it happen and backed away. Not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look for I the White it, Sox. I guess it could have been. Not a good look for the White And honestly, I blame him. Um, I actually think it might have been Paul Canerco. I don't know. He's in the corner of the screen, but you see him backing away, which I yeah. get it. Fans are running out, but like. Bail the first base coach out. Help a little bit. By the way, Nugenics, a uh, testosterone enhancer, it appears. It's a vitality drug. 
Well, it was a vitality for his uh-huh. bat, all right. Uh, well, um, what about you? With all of your teams, whether it be the Jets or uh, the Mets or the Islanders when they're fan. good. You keep going to the Mets with me. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I, I think, think it's, it's Jets, Islanders. People sometimes think Mets in there, too. It's because I don't Every time I much. see Fireman Head's face on the screen, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that that's our mascot. The guy who quit on the team, then decided to come back. He like, said, that's who they think How they did he be the quit mascot. on the team? What is the story behind that? How did Fireman Ed quit? How did a fan, a fan who starts a chant, how did he quit on the team? He how stopped, does that work? He made, instead of just stop going to games like a fan would, he made a statement saying he's no longer supporting the team. Wait, he, he sent out a statement, like yes, a press release? Yes, he's no longer, and he stopped going to games, and then they started to get good again, and he came oh, back, man. and they let him back. Oh, my God. First of all, he's a clown show as it is. I've never been more embarrassed of anything in my life than Fireman Ed, and I've done a lot of dumb things. <laughs> he sent out a statement. I gotta find it. And again, I, he's he is a he announced he's a his fan. he announced his retirement as like the super Jets fan, Jets super fan. That is truly it's embarrassing. so. I would rather have guys run shirtless and beat up you know whatever, beat up the linebacker coach for the Patriots. Oh, like, come on, man! Here we go. I found it. So he he apparently retired. This was his statement. On Thanksgiving night, I left the Jets game before halftime. Was it the butt fumble night? I would think. Oh. I think it might be. I left the Jets game before halftime. This was the second time in a row I left before there were four zeros on the clock. We have had much worse teams than this, and I never left before. I pride myself in that because I'm not a quitter. I decided to leave because the confrontations with other Jets fans have become more common, even though most Jets fans are fantastic. This is an indication of how society has lost and is continuing to lose respect for one another. I think you look bad on this, Coquel. This is a man who wants fans to be at their best. Fireman Ed wants them to conduct themselves in a nonviolent manner. Come out with your family, enjoy the game, and you're sitting here ripping him, calling him a quitter. How dare you, No, he's a me guy who wants his face on the screen, and what probably happened is other Jet fans are like, go away. I'm not even sure if he's a real fireman or if he just wears the funny hat. He's a me guy. get out of here. Coquel going full coach speak, calling a career fan. Be a team player. Basically a fan mascot. He's a me guy. Have you ever seen him promote someone else to do the cheers with him? No, he's not a team player at all. He's all about one guy, and that's F.E., Fireman Ed. <laughs> Why do I get the sense, though, that Coquel, at one point in his existence, did sit in the Fireman Ed section and willingly, willingly participated in the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets chant? Not in his section. I've been in the stadium, and of course I did the chant. I do the chant in my living room now with my kids. Like I, I like the chant. I just don't know why he's doing it. And You're I, a phony. What a fraud you And I are. checked. It was the butt fumble day, and I have to admit something. On that day, I was at a bar in East Northport, New York. I took my I had a Sanchez jersey on, and not only did the butt fumble, which isn't a real thing. Sanchez just fumbled. Quarterbacks fumble all the time. He ran into someone's butt and he it fumbled. Ha- it happens all the time. He fumbled. It it's does not a, happen all the time. But what that, are you talking that about? That game was so bad, I ripped off my jersey and threw it on the bar, and somehow my jersey slid across the bar, made a left turn, and went into the garbage can. <laughs> No. I swear to you. It made no I threw it one direction and it turned at the corner and found its way to the garbage can filled with beer and stuff. The universe never lies. When is the time you've been most embarrassed by one of your fan bases? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 and you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. I will say as a Dolphins guy, I mean every time there's a Dolphins Jets game, Seeing the fighting, like the open brawling, the open bloodshed in front of kids, involving families. 
that is really uh, that's truly embarrassing. Like, that already, sucks. I've already told you. I've seen many. The my moment at the Jets Dolphins was a kumbaya kumbaya <laughs> moment of everybody hugging. This is really embarrassing. And why were they all hugging Coquel? Because word had spread through the stadium that Tom Brady had torn his ACL in New England, and Jets fans and Dolphin fans started cheering. Hugging, and we were excited. I mean, to me, that's a great moment of people coming together. <laughs> no, that's not for a, a great... common good. No, 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 no. I, no, I'm not going to let you say that. That's an example of people coming together for a common like good when it involves Tom Brady ripping up his knee. Seeing past your differences to stop <laughs> evil. I mean, that, that, that's what, isn't that what the world is about. He was injured. He lost an entire season to that, Coke. I know. We it's wish, not like he threw like four interceptions. We wish it was more. I get it. It was only a season, but we were still happy. You are a disgusting does, human being. Does anyone look more like a supervillain than Tom Brady right now? He's the ulti- All he needs is a little cat on his shoulder and to be petting it, and he's the ultimate supervillain. We were happy back then to see him. They were trying to fight back against the evil empire. Why does your brain go to a cat on his shoulder as being an evil supervillain? What evil supervillain has a cat on his shoulder? The guy from uh, Inspector Inspector Gadget. Gadget. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. When have you been embarrassed by a fan base? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Pistons fans should be embarrassed, right? From the yeah. malice of the palace? Yeah. Like when Turtle yeah. ran on the yes. court and just got jacked up? That like, is. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that was not actually Turtle from Entourage, but yes, he looked like Turtle from Entourage. You are correct. You are correct. That was that was bad. That was Pistons fan base, that was really, really bad, Everyone right? talks about the players on that. That's the fans that did that. It wasn't the players' fault. No, 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 no. That was right. Ron Artest got like a, a, a year-long suspension when in reality, you're right, the instigators were the dopes in the stands. He got assaulted. He's laying yeah. there on the bed, like literally trying to take a nap, and he got a beer right. thrown in his face. But then you've got Philadelphia fans who take great pride in misbehaving. Great pride. Also, any stadium I've been to, and I've it's happened in Miami. I've seen it happen, and also where where at like football wise, basketball wise, and like the circular outdoor things. And it happens at at the Meadowlands a lot, which is still called the Meadowlands. No, No, MetLife MetLife Stadium. Stadium. All right, time machine to twelve years ago. But the the inappropriate (laughs) yelling at at women that goes on that is the most horrifying thing. Oh yeah, that that happens. Yeah, that's everywhere. But it, it. how? How is it still a thing? It's still very much a thing. I mean, I've seen plenty of instances of people like getting tossed down <laughs> stairs in the upper deck during confrontations, but those are things that stay within the confines of the stands. Like, fine, fights are going to happen. I get it. Alcohol is involved. But when it starts spilling onto the field or it starts devolving into language where you're crossing a line into potential like criminal behavior that's where the embarrassing stuff comes i can't believe though that for you you fireman ed is the first person that comes to mind when i assure you that if you actually ran into fireman ed you'd say Oh, Ed, good to I meet you. I promise Great you. to meet you. J-E-T-S, right? Go Jets. I'm not supposed to talk about other you. brand names and store names on here, but I boycotted Models for a year <laughs> because they sold a Fireman Ed t-shirt. Anyone who knows it's like the big sporting store in Long Island, I would not go into it. Coquel embarrassed by fan bases and then celebrates the fact that he experienced Jets and Dolphins fans coming together in what he calls a kumbaya moment when Tom Brady 
tore his ACL and word spread throughout the stadium week one of the 2008 season. That's gross. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When have you been most embarrassed by a fan base? And again, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is our sports agent and our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Uh, but he's also of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, whether it's a slip and fall, an accident, uh, it's a boating accident, a motorcycle accident, he is looking out for you. Personal injury matters, they're difficult, they're tricky, they're scary, they're overwhelming, you need someone you can trust, and that's where Pat Lawler comes in. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, decades of trial experience, that's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, for a free consultation, talk to him, it's free. He'll get a feel for your case, and he's going to be all in on you. That's wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. Talking fan bases, Coquel continues to amaze me at all times. I cannot believe Fireman Ed, of all the ugly things, Fireman Ed is the first thing to come to mind for him, though I think he's more like Fireman Ed than he actually <laughs> thinks. This weekend was bad for the Yankees with Alex Verdugo having a baseball thrown at him, the Red Sox left fielder, during play. That's just unacceptable. Let's go to Jerry in West Palm. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing, man? All right. Um, so, so you know, I'm, I come from Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm growing up in a Mexican household. We watch the Mexican national soccer team mm-hmm. play, and um, lately they've they've gotten this nasty habit of saying um, um, a slur in Spanish every yeah. time the opposing goalkeeper kicks the ball. A homophobic slur, right? And, Right, you know, and then you got, you know, like even the officials, the higher-ups are trying to intervene, like, yo, we'll take points, we'll disqualify, et cetera, and the fans still continue to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's irritating when you want your team to do well and you're being penalized even though after they've given you multiple chances. So it's that's and, where I'm at with And with I don't know, and that's a good one, uh, and the Mexican fan base, uh, the, the soccer yeah. fan base has had a, a rough reputation for a long time, not just the homophobic champ, but famously – throwing bags of urine at Landon Donovan during a U.S.-Mexico World Cup qualifying match. And those are just the things. Listen, like, right. it, it's, it's part of the lore. It's gross. I get it. But the homophobic slur has become problematic for Mexico from a competitive standpoint because CONCACAF, which runs all of North America's soccer, um, uh, World Cup qualifying, the Gold Cup going on right now, they uh, issued a ban on Mexican fans coming to a single match. Um, as punishment for this slur continuing to come out. But what did the Mexican Soccer Federation do? Because there wasn't um, a specific to it, they issued the ban to the women's Mexican national soccer team and had them take the punishment for the men. Like, that's really, really gross. So, yeah, I uh, I agree. The homophobic slur, but I don't even know the end game. Like, what is... What's going to end up happening? Because this, you know, it's going to continue. Like, is there is there a potential issue of something bigger happening to them? You think? I I really do. It's 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 it doesn't seem to, after multiple warnings. You know what I mean? I think they're going to have to get maybe like a game or two 
disqualified for them to actually yeah. get it through the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, they may that have to get docked. Po- they may have to get docked points in World Cup qualifying, which is about to get underway. It's it's ugly. That's a good call. When have you most been most embarrassed by a fan base? Mine is beating fans or fans beating uh, first base coaches and fans beating umpires. Uh, David's is homophobic slurs and Coquel's is the fireman who yells a chant for the whole stadium to follow with because he quit on his bad football team. Yeah. Some, they're, they're, something doesn't seem to be equaling out here, Coquel. And I love you acting outraged by bags <laughs> of urine being thrown. Like, you're not around here doing that all the time. <laughs> I am very clean when it comes to those things, okay? No bags. No bags of urine, okay? I would never do that. Be sure. I don't know. 888 Is it a Ziploc? What are we doing here? No, I'm not giving you any tips on that. I don't want you to actually. I don't want you to actually have any sort of basis of knowledge for urine bags. Because I'm I'm cheap and broke, so I'm always taking like Publix plastic bags when I need a bag. I'm like now I'm picturing using that and tying it up. I feel like it wouldn't hold. <laughs> Probably not. There's a, too much risk for me to be putting them together to try and launch them at others. Like that seems like a messy affair. I also have trouble getting it in the toilet where it belongs. So <laughs> you're the worst. Coquel's getting old. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven. 888-760-3776. When we return, Space Jam 2, it is out, and it is getting awful, awful reviews. What? What is real Coach K's review? Coquel has his Space Jam 2 review when we come back. He's Coquel. Joe Rigotti hanging out as well. I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquette. Space Jam 2 seems like a dud. Seems like it's terrible, but we're going to get a... Coquel perspective on Space Jam 2 as he brings back out of the uh, the mothballs real Coach K's movie reviews. Turn your mic on, please. I was just saying that for Joe. That wasn't for the audience. But fine, <laughs> I'll tell them too. R-E-E-L. Because in case you don't know, since Ken has never plugged my Twitter account on the show, it's at real Coach K, R-E-A-L, but movie reviews are E-E-L. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. I just, I'm just saying, like, I have a Twitter account. Uh-huh. I'm bordering uh-huh. close to 3,000 followers, and I've gotten none because you never talk about it on the show. Joe, let's get to the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. And it happened on Saturday night. Game five of the NBA Finals, and this was the play that clinched it for Milwaukee. Suns have a timeout. Decide not to call it. Booker the drive, gets inside, leads in. Backed away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul. And a pinnacle ball throws it down. And a foul. Giannis on the alley-oop. What a turnaround. And uh, it ended up being a four-point win, 123-119 to Milwaukee. Giannis with the emphatic alley-oop, and that is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Uh, Giannis, his ability to step up in the biggest moments 
at the biggest times, the numbers he's putting up. I mean, he's, he's turned transcendent in this series. He's single-handedly bringing back the big man game in the NBA. I did not see this coming, especially after it looked like his leg was going to fall off. And what he's been able to do is just stunning. I, I don't know how anybody can disrespect the guy coming off of this. He's about to lead Milwaukee. Milwaukee, of all places. The Bucks of all teams, to an NBA championship. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That means they use the best equipment. It means that they have the best units. It means that you're getting the best if your AC goes down. That's EDS Air Conditioning. They handle all your plumbing needs as well. They've been at it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, Call them at 561-316-8799, 561-316-8799, or again at edsairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Um, So Coquel is someone that, uh, and I don't know where he finds this time, but he finds time to see movies. This is something I don't have, for, for whatever reason, time to ever do. Uh, I don't know where you are carving well, I, out this time. I watched The Tomorrow War last night. Chris Pratt, good movie. Is that new? Yeah, it's on Prime for free. Oh. Uh, where did you watch Space Jam 2? Uh, HBO Max in my living room. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, roll out the red carpet. It's time for another real Coach K movie review. <laughs> All right, a man with a never-ending passion for the silver screen and his latest review starring LeBron James. It is the remake of Michael Jordan's Space Jam 2. Coquel, what did you think? Well, Space Jam 2 may be hitting with bad results on the critical websites that you see across the intranet. Not right here with Real Coach K as the cinemagraphic value of this movie was just absolutely stunning. He's just talking, Regatta, he's talking nonsense. Bright colors, cameos, <laughs> bright laughter. Col- so bright colors is one of the things you're looking for in a movie. Man, real Coach K with two E's. He has high standards. And he does. Five whistles is the highest of standards, okay. Ken, because whistles, because coach, in case you couldn't put that together. Well, this movie got 4.5 whistles. It would have been a 3.5 whistle movie, but it kept my kids interested for two hours, and that earned you an extra whistle every single time. So I look at IMDb. Those were one of the How websites many whistles you did mentioned. They, give it? Uh, they don't do a whistle rating. Yeah, they do it out of a something. 10 out of 10. Uh, 4.3 out of 10 is what IMDb gave Space Jam 2. Rotten Tomatoes, they go on a percentage system, 100%. It comes in at 31 What about the audience score? Uh, that's a great call. Let me see if I can find Because I don't that. care about what the critics say and what they, what they think 81%, about 81%, which yeah, is still tragically low what? for... Uh, tragically low? Go look up the first Space Jam. Okay. It's terrible also in that aspect. This movie was fun. LeBron took shots at itself. The kids loved it. It reintroduced the Looney Tunes to my kids who were like that bunny guy. They didn't know who Bugs was, so that was a whole thing. Lola balled out. Go girl power. I mean, it had everything you needed, and it... LeBron was self-defecating. Def- <laughs> no, the, the, the movie appears to be defecating. He, you're looking for self-deprecating. Eh, a little bit of both, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's some, a lot of edgy humor in there, but he made fun of himself and the Lakers. 
It was just a good all-around movie. It had fun for the adults, fun for the kids. Let me read the review. Uh, not the review, but the uh, synopsis of the plot. Uh, because it seems like there wasn't much of a plot with this movie based on what I've seen. What do you mean? Superstar LeBron James and his young son Dom get trapped in digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes for a high-stakes basketball game against the AI's digitized champions of the court, a powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. So did, uh, was that exciting, that build-up? Did you buy it? Were you? Yeah, Mr. Algae Rhythm kidnapped them. He didn't, he didn't just fall into there. The supervillain actually kidnapped them in it. By the way, Space Jam won 63% audience score. The really? critics gave it a little higher because they love Michael Jordan, and you know you might get canceled before canceling if you fought one against Jordan. Well, I would, um, I, I, as a Michael Jordan guy, I will say Space Jam has not aged well. Like it's a, it's a bad movie. Also, this one just the the special effects in it and the the like I said the bright colors and everything the way they did it it was done really well I love it was how a fun movie Coquel like a like a toddler not even a toddler an infant goes to the bright colors like ooh I mean they're so bright I also have my new 75 inch TV that has oh, that yes. 8k viewing so the kid shows show up better than like real shows so kids will really like the movie right like is that what you're saying I mean, if you're if, if you have a normal kid, if your kids are into, it, you need to be a little bit into sports a little bit too. Like my older son knows who Damon Stoudemire and AD are. Then those are two of the characters in the movie, so that helped keep him along. But, my, they also like trash talking because my kids are jerks, and Porky Pig talks a lot of trash in the movie, so they enjoyed that too. Okay, I'm on the fence, and about... Don Cheadle will probably get an Oscar. He was amazing <laughs> as Algy Rhythm. I would have a feel. I, I just I have a feeling. I just have a sense, and this is no disrespect to Don Cheadle. But I doubt that he's going to be nominated. He should. For an Oscar. He was great. It's one of the better performances I've ever seen. I started to believe. What? I Don Cheadle. Wait, that's one of the best performances you've ever seen from Don Cheadle. Then from any actress across the board, I started to believe that Don Cheadle was really an uh, algorithm. I thought he was. I was like, is that Don Cheadle or is that part of the computer? I don't know the difference anymore. All right. Uh, so you got your review from Real. 4.5 stars. Two East. Whistles. Four, four, whistles. You forgot your rating system. 4.5, four and a half whistles out of five from Coquel. At Real with two E's, Coach K. No, hashtag Real with two E's, Coach K. <laughs> At Real, R-E-A-L, Coach K on Twitter, Ken. Okay. Oh. Four and a half whistles out of five for Space Jam 2. Brian is in Jupiter. Brian, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Brian. Hey, you know, Coquel, that just uh, shows the whole uh, LeBron versus uh, MJ thing that MJ's still better. I mean, 63%? Who's got a higher percent? It's not about rings. It's percent on Rotten Tomatoes by the audience score. And and what does Space Jam 2 have? 80-something percent. 81 percent. But it's only been out for like three days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I, 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 and I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and appreciate the call, Brian. And I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm gonna. One, I'm being selfish. I don't want to waste my time and sit it and watch it with him because I'm also, I know I'm gonna get angry. But like, why, I know. why are you getting? I don't understand the anger. That's, because it does come down to an MJ versus LeBron thing. All right, why? I didn't want to admit it, but I don't want this to do well. Why? Why does it come down to that though? Why does because. it have to? Why can't we have both? Why can't we have both? Did LeBron fake an injury? Did he flop in the game against the Goon Squad? No, but he made fun of himself a lot, and he talked about how the Lakers better watch out for him leaving. <laughs> about how he in leaves. the movie, yeah, about how they, he leaves everywhere he goes. See this guy, this guy, LeBron, unbelievable. 
He's trying to he's trying to send subtle hints about free agency to the Lakers. I mean, how dirty is that? Just dirt. He was great in a great acting. I told you, Don Cheadle. If Don Cheadle doesn't get an Oscar, I don't know who will. Okay. Who's the, who do you think of the best actors of all time? I don't know. Who's widely acclaimed? Who's the woman everyone talks about who's trash movies I don't watch? Meryl Streep? Yeah, she's terrible. Overrated. Don Cheadle <laughs> in Space Jam 2? Now that's a performance. Did you see Space Jam 2? What's your review? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The only thing better, Ken, than watching Space Jam 2 and Don Cheadle's performance <laughs> would be getting a Lola Bunny sports card. Mm. And the sports card market is exploding. Come see for yourself Sunday at the PBKC Sports Card Show all day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Over 60 vendor tables and featuring signed icon. I'm going to find out what that is one day. To buy, sell, and trade your cards. Enjoy great food, a full bar, door prizes, and ESPN 106.3. We'll be broadcasting live with who? Who? Who do you ask, Ken? Who? Who? Me. Uh. Chris Coquel and J-Mart. Best of all, admission is free. Free. <laughs> yes, Kenny. The PBK Sports Card Show, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show this Sunday. More info at pbkennelclub.com. Okay. Don Cheadle. I still, like, you claiming that Don Cheadle should be nominated for an Oscar has me thrown off by the entire thing. And is Marvin the Martian in it? Yes. Okay, all right. All well, the guys good. are in it. Taz is in there. The grandma's drinking martinis for some reason. I'm not sure why. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody's what? in there. Did, really, there's grandmas drinking martinis? The one grandma, the old lady from Looney Tunes. I don't know who she is. She's always there. Every Looney Tunes character's in there. They, they bring them all back. And they make fun of the fact that they're... Like, part of Bugs is recruiting everybody. Spoiler alert. He's recruiting everybody, and they're like, oh, I've never thought of playing against aliens before. Like, they make fun of the fact that it's a remake. Uh, it's, it's great. It, it breaks it's great down fun. the fourth wall, if you will. It does. It's good stuff. All right, you heard it here first. Go Kelk says Don Cheadle will be nominated for an Oscar. Algae Rhythm. For his performance in Space Jam 2. He's Coquel at Real Coach K with two E's. He's regarding... No, it's not, Ken! At Real Coach K, and then hashtag Real with two E's. Would you the- stop? He's Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick, and no hashtag, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. I'm so mad at Coquel right now because all I'm thinking about now is Looney Tunes. Off of his movie review... Of Space Jam 2. And, and how how should I be framing your movie reviews? Just remind me so that I don't get yelled at again. At Real Coach K is the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. R-E-A-L-C-O-A-C-H-K. You mm-hmm. can follow me there. Please mm-hmm. do. And then hashtag Real Coach K, like movie real, R-E-E-L Coach K for movie reviews. Why don't you just see if at Real Coach K is, with two E's is Open on Twitter and get that account. So Why you don't I, have to do the multiple names. Why would I want to split it? I want all the followers to go to at real Coach K, which I tried to change and Twitter won't let me. <laughs> I wanted to go to just at Coquel and someone owns it and they don't use it. It's never been used and Twitter won't let me have it. On Wednesday, Ken Levick Alive is going to be at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, about a half mile south of PBI Military Trail in West Palm. Can I come? No, you're going to be at ACC Media Days and thank 
God, that's the case. I'll be there with Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I bought my Kia K5 GT. It's where you are going to be put in a dependable and affordable automobile because they are looking out for you. Their credit clinic, I'm telling you, it, it is so clutch. Credit, bad credit, it's pervasive. It's tough. It's tough to keep your credit. There's a lot of parameters, and it honestly, it, it's really, really tricky, and they understand this. So at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, don't think that you are going to be priced out of a car. Don't think that you're priced out of something that's going to work for you because they are going to make a way or find a way to make it happen. At Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, check out their selection, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. And by the way, I've got to get my K5 GT serviced. Uh, on Wednesday, so I went and easily did it at GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com and uh, got my appointment time in Wednesday, 11 a.m. It's that simple. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. By the way, who's the most overrated Looney Tune? Because I tend to be more of a Muppet guy than I am a Looney Tunes guy. Oh, the Muppets are over. There's a couple good Muppets, but they get those movies are terrible. Miss Piggy is are you the worst. Joking me? Miss Piggy is probably the worst. The Muppet the worst movie, person in the world. The Muppet movie, the Muppet Christmas movie. Those two are absolute classics. I mean, where is the Me Too moment for the way Miss Piggy just manhandles poor old Kermit? <laughs> I'm not even touching that. Speaking of that, Pepe Le Pew, he's the overrated. Well, uh, yeah, Pepe he, Le Pew should be canceled. That not great. He's the overrated. So Lo- Looney Tunes is overrated, but who else? Like Pepe Le Pew is an obvious one. Like, I f- I feel like, and this might be controversial, but the Tasmanian Devil, overrated. <laughs> Pardon? I don't even know how to respond to that. Who doesn't like what's Taz? good about the Tasmanian Devil? When he goes, blah, 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 blah. it spins around. What's <laughs> better than that? Can you do that impression again? <laughs> That's what he does. Foghorn, Leghorn. I don't really like Southern people, so he bothers me. Oh, would you stop? Stop. First, you do the the uh, Miss Piggy Kermit thing, and then you just generalized an entire population of people off of Foghorn Leghorn. What are you doing right now? I feel like he has a fake accent, and I feel like most people with Southern, southern accents don't really talk like that. <laughs> they just they lean into it a little too much. You know who I'm also going to say is overrated? Bugs. What does he do? What does he do? And raw carrots are disgusting. He's a rabbit. <laughs> I, what you, that's basically what you eat here. You eat like a rabbit. How can you judge him? How can Bugs brings it all together? <laughs> How dare you? Elmer Fudd now. I mean, like. He Elmer need, Fudd's just flat out dumb. He needs eugenics. That gun falls limp <laughs> all the time. And now the show has come full circle. Let's end it, please. He's Rigotti, who might not be back. Coquel, I wish wasn't going to be back. We'll be back. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.